Hello, everyone. Welcome to a special edition of the Style That Binds Us podcast. We are calling in the experts in this time where everyone has questions and we're all looking for the answers. I know personally that I don't At this point, I don't know who to believe or what to trust, what I'm reading. There's so many rumors going around which different companies are are valid and should we be trusting. So we got Dr. Hadley King to come back on our podcast to give us some tips. Thank you, Hadley, for coming on. Thank you for inviting me back. (laughs) Of course. So let's start in about this shelter in place. In our opinion, it doesn't matter where you are in the U.S., even if your local government hasn't necessarily put strict mandates, we really do feel like everyone should be staying at home as much as possible. Do you think people are listening to this? I think that people are beginning to understand um, more the importance of this. And I do think it's the the most important thing that those of us who aren't on the front lines right now, it's the most important thing that we can do to to help our our community, our society. Um, It's the, the best way that we can help flatten the curve, which I know is something that is being talked about a a lot right now, but it's really important because if we don't flatten the curve and the number of infected people increases too rapidly, we completely overwhelm the healthcare system. And that's when unfortunately the mortality rate goes up because we can't properly treat everyone. And then, so, so if we do shelter in place, we feel like the hospitals will be able to handle it. That's a good question, and I don't think we we know exactly how how well there are. You know, we're unfortunately having shortages of um, personal protective equipment. Um, we don't have enough masks, um, enough gowns, and then also testing. Um, there's a shortage of the nasopharyngeal swabs right now, also. So, um, you know, a question of if we're going to have enough hospital beds, enough ventilators. Um, I don't think we have answers to all these questions, but the more we can flatten the curve, it increases that our chances of, of being able to handle this. Okay. And then as staying home is hammered into everyone's head, tell us about walks because that's confusing. Obviously, if you're going on a walk, you are going outside of the home. Right. So, you know, I think that depends a lot on your situation. If you're living somewhere where you have a yard um, and you can walk down the street without encountering other people, then that's going to be a much safer scenario. You want to maintain social distancing. So um, at least six feet between you and other people. Um, I, I think that's harder um, in, a, in a place like where I am right now in New York City, where to get outside it means touching elevator buttons. It means potentially sharing an elevator space with other people. Um, that makes it more complicated. Uh, and on the streets, it's harder to, to maintain um, the six feet distance. So um, so I think it really depends a lot on, on your surroundings right now. Um, doesn't mean you can't go outside if you live in an apartment building, but it just means you're gonna have to be extra vigilant about um, maintaining social distancing and um, what you're touching, hand washing, not touching your face. Mm-hmm. 
I was excited to see this morning. I got an email for someone who from someone who works with the fashion designer Rosie Azalin, and she said they have started making um, creating PPE hospital gowns and face masks. So they're putting to putting their you know their factories to use and their workers trying to do something to help with the shortage. So I was excited to hear about that. It, it's, I think it's really encouraging to hear news like that. I think the LVMH um, mm -hmm. factories are making hand sanitizer, right? That's great. And I read somewhere that um, Elon Musk is, he's going to use his factories to make ventilators. So yeah, certainly this is, this is good news in a time like this. Right. Okay. And so hand washing and hygiene. So tell us about that. Okay. So um, because this virus, um, we think it can stay airborne for around three hours, but it can live on surfaces for longer. So that really is why hand washing becomes so important. Um, we think it can live on cardboard for around 24 hours on metal for two days, um, plastic services three days. Um, and so, so that becomes, you know, one of the, the biggest risk factors for, for spreading the germs here. Um, so hand washing is really um, the most important way to protect yourself and to minimize the spread. Um, it really doesn't matter what type of soap. It can be a gentle soap that's not going to dry your hands out any more than necessary. Um, the important part is that it's for 20 seconds or more and that you're washing all the surfaces. So make sure you're getting between fingers, the backs of hands, um, under the nails. And um, we know that that does um, kill all germs and removes them, it removes dirt, it removes chemicals. Um, and, and that really is the first choice because um, hand sanitizers, so the CDC is recommending hand sanitizers that are at least 60% alcohol because that's been shown to kill the coronaviruses that we know about. Um, and that's good, but if, if the virus is coated with mucus, for example, from a cough or a sneeze, then that encases the virus. Um, it, protect, it creates a protective barrier um, against alcohol. So it can't be deactivated exactly. by alcohol until the mucus is totally dry. So in situations like that, you know, the hand sanitizer is not um, removing dirt. Um, it's not, it can't work past mucus that's not dry. Um, it also, it doesn't remove the germs. It, you know, it contact kills them, but it doesn't remove them. Um, and uh, it's, so, so hand washing remains really, you know, the, the best choice. So the two things that just take a little bit um, of, of, you know, attention more than we normally do are stay, you really do need to stay home and you actually have to, it's more than just washing your hands really quickly and saying, okay, I wash my hands. It's really getting under the nails. It's really the fingertips, the backs of the hand in between the fingers, like underneath your ring. I always think about that if you're wearing rings. Right. And so you have to do it. You have to do a little bit more, but it's such a small thing to, to do. 
these things are so small, you know, compared to, it's so crazy. It's like when I tell my mother when she tries to leave the house, is it worth dying for? Seriously. Or other people dying. I mean, it's it's so much bigger, you know, when you think about it that way. And I have a question too. um, The Today Show covered this a little bit today, but um, since we're all staying in and we are receiving packages from Amazon for supplies or groceries or takeout, I haven't done it yet, but when I get a box, I picture myself like treating it almost like it has a bomb in it, you know, spraying <laughs> down with Lysol. They said today, leave the package outside for 24 hours if you can. I mean, how, you know, I know Delia, when she's gotten groceries, she said she's wiped down all the surfaces of the groceries and, and then washed her hands really well. Is that what you recommend? I, I agree. And that's exactly what I've been doing too. Yeah. I try to either um kind of get into it disassemble it actually in my hallway and then take everything directly to the trash and then come in and wash everything um Mm -hmm. or else just not touch any cardboard or paper for um on the outside for for 24 hours Mm -hmm. um and then um you know, I know anything inside has been in transit longer. So um, that's the three days for plastic, for example, has probably been passed, but, um, but I'm, I'm being extra cautious and just leaving things alone for another few days um, or, or just come, or taking it straight to the sink and, and washing all the surfaces. And what about like ordering, maybe they're out, I don't know, latex gloves or something that you put on, um, you know, if let's say Daya did need to leave her apartment to go, it's a small building, but you know, to like push the buttons and open the doors or bring in groceries to, does that, is that a good idea for people to do? Yeah. Disposable gloves are also an effective way of putting a barrier between you and that, that the germs, um, but it doesn't take the place of hand hygiene. You really still have to, to wash, um, I think sometimes gloves are helpful just in helping us remember not to touch our faces yeah. and to think more about what we are touching. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but, but it doesn't take the place of hand washing. Okay. And how long should we be wiping down these things? Is one quick, you know, like a can, for example. I actually wash them with soap. Does the 22nd row, like how, if I am wiping it down with Lysol, how long do I need to be spending time on each item? Yeah, good question. So um, if, if you're wiping with um, 60% or higher alcohol, that does immediately kill um, the virus unless there's dirt, mucus, et cetera. So I, I agree. I think that the washing, it, anything that can be washed with soap and water, I think that's still the way to go. And yes, I would still do that for um, a minimum of 20 seconds. Oh, Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Three hours to receive groceries. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I did. I I got some fresh direct a few days ago, and I just, I got rid of all the boxes in the hallway before coming into Mm -hmm. my apartment, and then I put all of the food directly in the sink and then I spent a good long time just washing everything that I could wash um for for at least 20 seconds each with soap and water and then washing your hands in the end yes exactly and so if we're healthy we may have this but we would have no idea about that so how long are people contagious if you do get it how long do we know how long it lasts 
So they've been recommending um, quarantines of two weeks. So I think that is um, a, a safe amount of time. Uh, the average incubation period is about five days. So um, I think that from, from, my, from my personal perspective, if after five days from having contact with something, I am not experiencing any symptoms. I feel better that I'm not going to get severely ill. That 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 might not be com completely right, but you know, 80% of cases they're they're saying um, have have mild or or even no symptoms. Um, so, um, so that of course it makes it complicated because that's why it's so easy to spread is because even if we don't know we're sick or if we think we're just a little bit sick, we can still be spreading this. There, there was a study out of China that showed that someone who's completely asymptomatic but did test positive still spread it to her family members. So, um, so, so definitely that can happen, and, and I think that's one reason why it's been so easy to spread. It's amazing. And another thing that we that I just started hearing about, we have a couple in Birmingham that that got it. The husband and the wife both got it, and both got it, and they've been great about putting out Facebook messages and everything. But they, you know, this talk about one of the symptoms is loss of sense of taste and smell. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that happened to them more than, you know, feeling really ill. So that's very interesting. Yeah, it really does seem to affect people similarly. But, um, but I think it's important that people who are young and healthy not have this false sense of security because one, not only can you spread it to people who are more, more vulnerable, but unfortunately there have been some young healthy people who have gotten severely ill and some who have died. So it's, you're not, you're not safe just because you're, you're relatively young and healthy. Um, I think the most recent statistics I heard out of New York city was that 54% of the people who had been hospitalized were between age 19 and 49. So this, that's, you know, these aren't old people that we're talking about. And especially the vaping and everything is really. That, that's true. That certainly is not helping. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. And then, so if you're pretty much not leaving the house, like all three of us and hopefully everyone in our audience, is it still important to not touch our face? Right. Well, I think that you know, it depends. If you were just outside, um, touching mm -hmm. elevator buttons and uh, outside, then, then I think the answer is yes. If you have literally not been outside or had contact with anything that's been outside in, <laughs> in a while, then I don't think that's as important. Okay. I know that I was talking to mom and I, I was, she was saying, well, you know, you probably don't have it because we've been back for Paris for two weeks now. And I was like, well, I've gotten a delivery. Like there is, there are so many possibilities of something. So I feel like every single day, my two week incubation starts over. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I, I've definitely been thinking that way too. I was like, okay, so it was Friday when I got my fresh direct. So let's, let's restart the clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Everything and everyone is, it seems like an enemy or something. I know. And also, we hear all these different things. Um, someone, another friend, of course, whose husband works at a, a, one of the main hospitals in Birmingham said the 
I guess the National Institute of Health had said that New York should peak early April, that places like, of course, Alabama, we're almost at the end and they say June for us. Right. I don't know if you've heard of that. And if you know, what does that even mean, peak? Right. So if you think about that, the picture they show when they talk about flattening the curve, that, mm-hmm. that the peak of that, of that curve, that's what they're talking about. So well, it doesn't um, mean it's going to be over. April. No, no, definitely. That's not what it means. It means that like the, the days when we're still getting the maximum number of new cases in a day, um, that's when it should peak. And, and yeah, I heard them talking in, um, within the last week, they were speculating that the peak here could be in 45 days. In New York? Yeah, yeah. I heard that last week, so 45 days from, from last week. So when do we get to leave our apartment? <laughs> when is it over? That's yeah, a good question, and I think that it remains to be seen. You know, it, the better job we do right now of staying in and not spreading this, then the better chance we have of not overwhelming our medical system so that they can t- continue to treat this well and continue to make progress. Right. But on the other hand, it does, of course, you know, prolong that curve, right? But I think that we just have to know that that's for the, that's for the better good right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, so we did not talk about yet Purell and hand sanitizer. Okay. Right. So tell us, how often do we use, it dries out your hands and the virus can get in the cracked skin. It kills good germs. Tell us everything. <laughs> so, right. So, you know, hand washing is still the best choice, but in situations where you can't hand wash, then, um, then hand sanitizer with 60% or higher alcohol is what's being recommended by the CDC because that is known to kill the coronaviruses that we know about. Um, so, you know, so that's effective. So use it when you have to. Um, yes, alcohol dries out the skin. Um, so does hand washing. Um, and that's why it's important to moisturize afterwards. And it's fine to use a hand sanitizer that has moisturizers in it, as long as it also has 60% or higher of alcohol. Um, a lot of these hand sanitizers have other added ingredients like essential oils and other fragrances. And those can also irritate skin, particularly for people who are sensitized. Um, essential oils can be a common cause of allergic contact dermatitis. So be careful about that. If you um, have sensitive skin, if you're sensitized to these sorts of things, um, be aware of that and avoid those ingredients. Um, people are asking about, you know, are we absorbing this alcohol? And there was a study um, done by the University of Florida that looked at the alcohol in the bloodstream of people who were using a lot of hand sanitizer. And yes, it was getting absorbed, but it was with truly excessive use. So these people had been using hand sanitizer every five minutes for mm-hmm. 10 hours a day for three days, which even in this situation, that is really excessive. So, um, so I, I think that's not something that we really need to worry a lot about right now. I think the more important thing is to um, sanitize our hands. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, I also read a study um, that was done sometime in the past, not, not recently, about use of alcohol-based hand sanitizers and how it could affect our microbiome and perhaps leave you more vulnerable to other kinds of infections. And the answer, the answer in this, in that 
study was yes. However, again, I think that right now, um, the right thing to do is to hand wash when you can, use hand sanitizer when you can't, because there's a very specific germ that we are um, trying to avoid, and we know that alcohol kills it. So I, I think that that's the priority right now. Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting when you said, though, it doesn't take off dirt. Right. It does not remove dirt. Um, it can't get through mucus. It, um, it doesn't remove chemicals. And so, yeah, if your hands are visibly soiled, then hand sanitizer is never the right answer. Um, and before you're touching food, you also really want to think about that. Um, mm -hmm. it, you know, because it's not removing potentially harmful chemicals. And then how do you think things will change going forward with people using digital options versus in person? I think that's a very good question, what the long-lasting effects of, of, of this is, are going to be. Um, I think that could profoundly impact our, our use of um, remote learning, mm -hmm. remote technology for doctor's visits. Yes, that's um, what I'm wondering about. Yeah, telemedicine um, yeah. Ha has been on the upswing for, for some years, but I think this will certainly push it more. Um, and probably lots of other areas. I, I think it's great how people are, are, people who are staying at home right now are adapting and doing virtual happy hours and mm -hmm. online dates and things mm -hmm. like that. Like that's, that's important right now. Um, we don't want to not be social. Um, you know, our mental health is, is important right now too. And uh, it's, it's great that we have all this technology that can help us adapt. Yes, very much. And then what about for healthy people to continue to stay healthy? What about boosting our immune system, working out, things like that? Right. Um, I think that despite being in limited amounts of space and, and limiting our time outside, it is important to, to, to stay active. I've been using some of these um, online uh, workouts myself. Um, my, my gym has an app where you can access um, these, these videos. I think a lot of people are offering that right now, Lululemon, I think also. Um, so, so that's great because it is important to, to keep our, our bodies and minds healthy right now. So keep eating healthy foods, keep exercising. Um, Get dressed. <laughs> right. <laughs> be, be as normal as possible. Exactly. Um, I think, I think also um, important to, you brought this up in your introduction, um, that there is a lot of misinformation out there. Um, so I will, I will maybe take a moment to also say, yeah, there, there is no data to support the idea that gargling with salt water or vinegar kills this virus. There is no data to support that drinking warm liquids uh, periodically is going to help you not get this virus. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, be, be quite aware of um, mm -hmm. these emails and Facebook posts you're seeing that some of that information is not true and, and we don't want anyone to get a false sense of security. Mm -hmm. Oh gosh. And then That's very interesting. coronavirus is not new. We've never heard of this before. Maybe the medical community has. What is this? Right. So um, yeah, you know, it's a kind of virus that has been around a long time and um we have some 
experience with it in the last uh, few years from SARS and MERS. But um, but yeah, this is the first one that's really become a pandemic, obviously. So um, so it's not a brand new type of virus, but the specific virus is is, is new. Okay. So is it something that's gonna like? Are we gonna keep having these? novel or new viruses that we have to work against? Um, one researcher I heard interviewed on NPR um, talked about how w with this specific coronavirus, um, it does not look like it is mutating mm -hmm. at the same rate as like the flu virus does, for example. So, so they don't think that this is something that there will be a new strain of every year. Um, so that's certainly encouraging news. Very, um, very, very. Yes. But, but that does not mean that there could not be a new strain that develops and becomes a problem again. Um, yeah. Pandemics are, are something that throughout human history happen from time to time. And, and I, I, I think that the question is never, you know, will there be another pandemic, but when will there be another pandemic? Right. Yeah. Will they be more common, I guess? Um, right. Uh, yeah. The way, you know, the way we travel these days um, certainly yeah. doesn't help contain it. So, uh, so yeah. So I don't know. We're much more global. That's very interesting. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one, one other thing I thought about, um, with uh, dispelling misinformation, um, you know, yes, hand sanitizer has been in short supply, and I, I know not everyone can can find it to buy right now. Um, mm -hmm. But be careful about the DIY handmade sanitizer. Mm -hmm. um, it's really better to buy it from a reputable brand um, because it gets complicated. You know, mixing the right ingredients to have the the right um, percentage of alcohol and using sterile utensils and containers to make sure there are no con contaminants. It definitely is, is more complicated than, than, than average kitchen work. So, um, so I, I think be really cautious about that. And again, we don't want anyone to have a false sense of security. That's, yeah. that's very interesting because my husband made some. He put two-thirds of a cup of 91% alcohol and then one-third of a cup of aloe. And that's what it is. And, 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 and yeah, and that is probably okay. <laughs> but, probably better than um, that. No, maybe not, but who knows? But it's just better to buy. Yeah, it's better to buy if you can. Um, I think that, you know, those proportions sounds like you're still going to have 60% of, of alcohol. I, that, is, that is probably okay. Mm -hmm. And okay. then we do or we do not know if we can get this multiple times. I don't think that we have enough data on that just yet. The thinking is most likely we can't because um, that's how, just how it usually works with these viruses. The reason you can get the flu, again, is because it's a different strain of flu, right? But um, once you've had it, your, your body... Um, your immune system remembers that you've had it and you're protected. So most likely that is the case, but we, we don't have all that data yet. Okay. And then what is the difference in COVID-19 and coronavirus? Right. Um, I think that it's just um, because, because coronavirus is, was a, it's a more general term. So COVID-19 is more specifically what we're seeing with this specific virus. 
Okay. And then last question is how to best clean your phone. I feel like this poor thing, I'm surprised it's still living <laughs> after all the Lysol I've diced on it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But very, you know, very important because it's something we touch all the time, right? So, and we touch our face, it touches our yeah. hands. So very important. And, um, you know, again, it seems that um, this virus can live on hard surfaces for two to three days. So, um, so it is important to use 60% or higher alcohol wipes to, to wipe it down. Um, our bleach wipes are okay too. Okay. Okay. BB, any other questions? I don't think so. I think this has been super important and um, we'll keep pushing out the message for sure to get people to, to do these simple things, take a little bit longer when they wash their hands and please stay home and all the other things that you have told us about and also to be careful about what you are hearing and seeing on Facebook and everything. Thank you. Um, important information. And yes, everybody, please stay home. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to this special edition of the South of Pines podcast. Let us know if you have other questions and we can always look to bring Hadley back or another expert in a couple months. Who knows? But anyway, stay strong. We can do this. We're literally in this together globally. This is fascinating if nothing else a fascinating human experience experiment experience all of the things <laughs> thank you and thank you so much Hadley. thank you if you like what you heard tell a friend about our show subscribe to our podcast and also scroll to the bottom and give a rating and or a review those are the best ways for other people to find out about our podcast See you next time. Bye.